Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast, also known as The Sap. It's your boy Dave Neal. How are we today? Hope everyone's doing well. Another blast. This episode number 302, chatting with my good friend Eric Rocha and Tasha Courtney. Um, I think we really hit it off uh, this episode. Uh, Eric's a friend I actually met only this year, but we've uh, we've hit it off. I think there's a good mutual respect we have for each other in the stand-up world. You're going to really like this episode. Um, not much to say to intro it. I'll just say this. I've got a couple uh, show dates I wanted to let you all know about. If you're in Newport, Rhode Island, October 4th through the 8th, I'll be performing at the Rogue Island Comedy Festival. Uh, it's produced by a uh, past guest and good friend of mine and old roommate, Doug Key. He uh, produces this amazing stand-up comedy festival and different shows all across the town. It's Columbus Day weekend. It's a ton of fun. There's uh, some good comics on the shows like Jared Freed from the You Up podcast and Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from the Guys We Fuck podcast. They'll all be performing there. Sam J., a uh, hilarious stand-up comedian and writer for Saturday Night Live. She'll be on the um, stand-up shows there. I'll be hosting a few shows. I might do some podcasts. It's a ton of fun. Have some clam chowder, kid. Grab a lobster bisque and come on over to Newport, Rhode Island, October 4th through the 8th. How about that for a fucking advertisement? Um, and also, October 1st through the 3rd, I'll be doing some stand-up comedy in New York City. New York City! I'll be doing it. All over town, come hang, grab a beer if you're a listener in the New York City or Newport, Rhode Island areas. That's where you can find me. I'll actually probably be adding a show in Boston, too. Um, I don't have any dates set up just yet, but hang tight. Follow me on Instagram. That's where I'll be posting all my show dates, um, at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Go check it out there. And again, enjoy my chat with the hilariously funny Eric Rocha. I'll use those ones. It's just every time. I always like, he makes me feel like I'm the last one ready to go. Like I'm holding everyone up for brushing my teeth or whatever. And then we sit down. He's like, I can't use these headphones. But isn't that every, like every, so what was I on? I was, you're <laughs> he on? just pulled headphones out of his seat. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. That's our, this bin is our podcast bin and this one is our soap bin. <laughs> podcast? So. It's our podcast and dildos bin. Yeah, we We've also got, have dildos um, in there. You know, I've, I haven't heard my bit about, like, the $700 worth of sex toys we got, but we have them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, like, we don't have any space in the apartment, so anything, like, we don't, we literally need to throw but some of these dildos this out. This feels like the swingers well, sketch weren't on you gonna, We were going to do, like, an Instagram giveaway, but we just never got around to it. So I guess we need to make that happen this week because we do need to clean out this apartment. I don't want to know how much shipping I need for a dildo. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to know Get that. a flat it rate box. It would have been great if you did the contest, but then just never set the prizes. <laughs> well, I, we had a show, we had a show, um, a Sex Actually show, where all, some of the past comedians from the podcast we all did a show together and i and i passed out i don't know 400 worth of sex toys but it just it just it, you can't follow throwing dildos at an audience you no, can't follow that response that would be tough 
I'm like, yeah, that's usually the closer. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> We're with Eric Rocha today. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, Thanks thank so you much. so much for coming over. You're on the um, short list of new best friends of 2018. <laughs> You're a great guy. Well, thank you so much, man. I think the same of you, too. And it's so funny. I've, I've heard bits about you, and I'm like, it's funny because I'm, I'm like looking at you, and I'm like, okay, don't glare at her. Like, that's creepy. <laughs> glare at and me? I'm, well, not What's glare. Yeah, saying? it's terrible. I'm like, well, I'm like looking at your eyes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that totally works on that bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I've, t- I, I've, I've worked the bit out through the podcast because I told it. We, we When we got back from Lake Tahoe, we did a car cast on the way back, and that was the first time I told the story of the oh, dude being like... Oh, the 15-year-old. Dave like, is never going to get over that, just so you know. Well, it it, was, I'm going to hear about this for the rest of my life. It was hilarious, because the first thing I know is I'm like, oh, she does have very pretty eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that bit totally But imagine worked. a 15-year-old yeah. being what, what color are your eyes? I don't know. Does, <laughs> does my sound sound okay to you guys? Yeah, do, do, I, do I have both shitty... It doesn't sound like I'm peeking? No? I don't know, babe. Okay, if, if no one can hear the problem, then it's just these shitty Sony headphones. Any sponsors out there want to donate some new headphones to us? <laughs> Christmas is around the corner. We should do an Amazon wish list. Okay, go for it, babe. I literally can't hear the fucking... Maybe it's... You know what it is? Maybe it's number three. This is the uh, part of the podcast where people hear me. No, you're mentioning like you, you think you're all ready to go and then you're not. And that's like every film like you've ever worked mm-hmm. on where like you get the everything set up perfectly and then they... You know, some plane flies overhead and the shade comes. Oversound. Yeah. Eight dogs being walked across the thing. They just look at you <laughs> as, as you waste money. So you Still mentioned holding. you mentioned this is a an early day for you being a single guy living in town here. And and for me, I was w- woken up at 8 a.m. by Tasha. Um, if you're watching this it on video, nine. this close to me. You were this close to my head. It was nine. It was not eight. And nine is the latest I've slept in three weeks at least. We need to have an intervention for Tasha with her... With her um, phone in the it bed. was mormons trying lsd for the first time but i don't think it was real was all the watching. comments said it wasn't real but it was funny nonetheless but she doesn't start it off on a two volume it's on 10 volume i press and then, play and then turn it down i don't know how loud it's gonna be until i press play i don't care what you're watching <laughs> and i'm trying to pretend to still be asleep like oh cool 10 and then like 10 minutes it's like one of those it was literally one second later that his alarm went off I, and then I, he continued to pretend to be asleep for i the miss this so much <laughs> i feel so fucking lonely right oh, now no. i'm so sorry trust me you don't <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you what's not you, much. You, your grinder immediately went off when you got into the apartment yeah, well right when i pulled into the, like the neighborhood I, I looked down like my thigh buzzed and i'm like oh shit and i looked down and yeah, it's it's so you don't even have to turn anything on. It just knows you're. It just knows you're in town. I, what with the dogs scratching shit. Sorry, this is a whole fucking par- parade. <laughs> Hold of, for sound. Parade of noises. <laughs> no, it's just like the push notifications, right? Yeah, it it'll well, like they'll message you. They're like, hey, you're close, and it's like. Okay. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. Monday morning. Are people already trying to get it in Monday morning? Oh yeah. Well, like that. See, look, I've got four grinders. Holy shit! Five. It just five. changed to five. Can I see yeah. it? I don't. I won't open it. But yeah, what does absolutely. it say on the outside? Let me see. It's a nice phone. You got a big phone here. This wow. is. Oh, you got the nice. You got the iPhone 10 here. I don't even know. So that. Uh, that's no. That's not. Where does it say your grinder? Uh, uh, oh, it's. Oh, did you click it on it? And it's gone. Off, yeah. So how do you stay focused? I mean, the the one thing about being straight is I don't have to worry about chicks wanting to fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I don't have to worry. I don't have I, to worry about being tempted by anything because it doesn't work that way. Really, men are the, the hunters. It's it's weird though because like you're not ugly either though. 
Yeah, like, but, I still but I think in general, girls are not, in general, I'm making a generalization. Girls are not like overtly sexual and throwing themselves at dudes for the most part. Right? Well, I'll say this. I think I was being hit on by a chick Friday night at our show. Oh, hey. Yeah, and Tasha didn't want to come to the show. And I was, I was telling Tasha to come, but when she hears living room shows, she was like, I don't want to sit on some stranger's couch. <laughs> it's very weird, like, dating someone who's so, such a germaphobe. It's, I, I don't know how any, any relationship sustains. Like, you guys seem very happy, and I'm like, fuck, there's hope. Because <laughs> like, I, I know for me, like, yeah, like, I, I, even dating, I'm like, I, I can't go out tonight because I have a bar show. And I'm like... Ooh, well, it's listen tough. to that. Like, it's like a bar. I'd rather I mean, be ba- in a bar. Bar shows are the best to me. They are. They're Those are your living room shows. Yeah, work wise, it's the fucking greatest because you can. You know, I was telling a friend of mine because he wants to work on crowd work, and I'm like, you just need to do more bar shows because that'll whip you, you have into shape to for anything. Get their attention and maintain it yeah. when there's all these other. You got to do crowd work to people that don't know they're exactly. part of a show. <laughs> Where you from, guy? He's like, what the fuck? I'm trying to date this chick. My wife doesn't know. <laughs> We thought we'd come to a little Irish pub. I'd like to thank everybody that turned around. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you you just don't get them. And then you start standing on tables and you make a whole fucking thing. I've had that. I've done shows, bar shows in front of the big screen TV when the women's gymnastics is on in the Olympics. I don't care who you are. You're watching women's gymnastics. You know what I mean? You're watching these 15-year-olds, you know, either make it or cry and ruin their life. All this shit's happening. Doctors are touching them. This whole thing's going on. And I'm trying to be like, oh, my girlfriend's eyes are green. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Well, I always laugh because, like, right around playoffs or football, it's it's always, yeah. like, the start. It's the toughest spot for those bar shows. Oh, you're Mondays, like, Thursdays. And yeah, we're out here trying to do, like, some, there's earlier shows. So it's like, yeah, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. I mean, it's the same thing in New York or anywhere else. They're going to they're gonna have shows where, you know, it's just part of the thing. Or, like, I had shows in Boston. Um, during the playoffs, and they and luckily oh. they literally just wouldn't start the show until the football game was that, over that's because you can't compete. You, why? Why? And why would you? They're going to be pissed off. And it was, I remember they when the Dodgers win the playoffs. Uh, I was at a, I think it was at Sycamore Tavern. Anyways, they shut off the game, and they were like, "You're up." <laughs> they, they me tell, the most yeah, hostile not only crowd. are we taking away Dodgers baseball, but now we're putting on some gay comic that's going to tell jokes that it's a straight bar. Nobody's going yeah. to relate to. It's like hi, and I literally it, was like, this feels like me coming out to every one of my uncles. Not to mention, it's like Dodgers fans are not to racially stereotype, but th- that's like gang country Los Angeles. Exactly. Like, it's like you don't fuck with the Raiders or Dodgers fans. L.A. <laughs> on your neck, and then. Hard life spelled wrong on the other side. <laughs> teardrop. And then anyone who's died, you have to have their date of birth and expiration date tattooed onto your arm. Yeah. And I the don't Mexican think... families are big. Sorry, I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mexican families are big, so that's a long tattoo. We were um, watching uh, the, the weather report because we're, we're dating too long. And, uh, and they were doing like this thing on the Florida, the Parkland st- Douglas Stone and whatever the fuck that that school shooting, you know what I mean? Parkland. Uh, that was before the game. Doug, whatever it was, and it's all the kids who died or whatever. And every and they were like, and every kid in the school got a tattoo. And I was like, well, this, it, it was redneck Florida. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone gets a tattoo at 16 anyway. So, anyway, back to me getting hit on because this <laughs> never happens. That the one of the girls that was on the show, she went to go get a beer, and I'm in the green room, which is the kitchen area. 
And she opens the door with her left hand and p- touches my lower back with her right hand. Oh, hey. Tasha, really? I'm just saying. Just away from the butt. I'm just saying. I was like, that didn't, that wasn't a move. Don't, don't I know. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll, I but get that's three not of those a, That wasn't, them. no, all day. That wasn't a move that needed to be made. She wasn't leveraging. I wasn't in her Maybe way. that's like a gentle hello. Mm. See, like, the, excuse me. It's like a polite, but like we're friends, so we're comfortable. We can put our arms on each other. And well, it's we're not back. I, ne- I didn't. I never met her before. <laughs> I just tell Tasha. I'm telling you, you should have come to the show. Okay. Because because if you were there, I don't think she would have done that. Uh, See, that's a weird thing. How? You know, I'm talking about though. How do you like? It's so blatantly clear to us. Like, to, and by us, I mean the LGBT. All of that, the whole <laughs> slew of us. Like, if somebody's hitting on you, like, yeah. L- I, I was at the bar last night and I was going for acoustic, and the guy was standing by there and he's like, Hey, you want me to sign you up? And hey. I was like, No, I'm good. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah. And like, I was like, Okay, cool. Like, that's an option. And like, you just kind of circulate around the bar. But what if he was just like, being nice? You, you knew that was an option? Yeah. But you're already at, you're at a gay was it a gay bar? Yeah, absolutely. So the, I think so there's like, something about like chemistry. You can feel like a feeling before there's words. Like I could, I've totally made eyes with a girl and not said a single word, but we both kind of knew that we were making eyes. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. When was this? I don't know, babe. Oh, shit. Tasha hasn't told us about her bachelorette party that she had a girl try to make out with her. Oh, she just tried to kiss me a few times. A few times. Yeah, but I took care of it. Don't worry. You ever been up? See, we like this for totally different reasons. I'm, I'm like the scandal. <laughs> I'm like, really? What? What? what like, when? When was this? Uh, we were at a bachelorette party in Nashville, and uh, one of the girls, she just likes to kiss all her friends. She definitely kissed every person on the trip. So it wasn't chicks. just me. Fifteen chicks. Well, there were seventeen of us total, Ugh. including the bride. They had these party buses. They did everything obnoxious you think you would see. <laughs> you don't see bachelor parties doing this. Dudes are like in the secret, no, right? No, we totally saw bachelor parties. No, that's the on, that's on the outside. That's for the, that, that's a photo op for the bachelor parties. They do that, then they get to their real shit afterwards. You know what I mean? Real shit being what strippers? Yeah, strippers squatting on dudes' faces and Yikes. picking up dollar bills with their vaginas. Mm-hmm. And um, they work much harder than go go boys. I, I got. I was thinking about this too as a, as a bit, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to talk about this. Like, really, a dollar in your vagina? That's no, they make you the do like they make you use they make thing. you use like a ten if that makes it feel better. They don't let their yeah. They, it they, doesn't matter. It's still paper. They money. bend it the it's long so way. Every guy who's been to a bachelor bachelor party listening knows they bend it the long way. They put it on the guy's face and then they power squat down and. <laughs> And then make that sound. Well, don't, you did <laughs> the spit out. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going that they're spitting out? I, I you, do do the, you do. Yeah, it's, like, an, it's, an, it's, an old, it's an old Western. I go to old Western strip clubs where they go, ping, and bring to the p- spittoon. The ping tune. They're playing piano. <laughs> yeah, it's a Westworld of strippers. Oh, geez. The, so what's a go-go boy doing these days? Well, they don't work as hard as the girls do. Like, it's wh- how many moves can a guy have? Like, it's, yeah. it's really just kind of flicking his dick up, and it's just like, <laughs> okay. Like every once in a while, they will bring in a towel, and I think it's just for variety. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do like yeah. a hot wax show or anything. They, uh, yeah, like what? <laughs> and like now, I you know, I think every gay comic has a joke about this. They've infiltrated. By they, I mean like breeders like yourself 
have gone to gay <laughs> clubs, and it's like, you know, every everybody likes to believe that you could go home with the stripper, but they're straight. Really, they're straight. They're straight, uh, and they just dance in LA, for like money. trying yeah. to make some money. And it makes me laugh because I'm like. I wonder if this guy's straight or not. And, like, they'll tell you shit like, oh, well, you're going to have to find out for yourself, daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. Like, even That's as, like, so a, annoying. Yeah, that just seems so, I get so, a hard like, on in my pocket, and that would still be like, God, you're stupid. Like, <laughs> but, like, they, I mean, it's it's the economics. There's good money involved. Because dudes, gay or straight, throw money away. doesn't Absolutely. go the other direction. Women don't throw money at strippers. That's when women have to prepay the strippers. I throw money at shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, like, come here, daddy. Yeah. Yeah, Tasha ate, ate new. That's what that big box was out there that Tasha has. She, has to, she bought eight pairs of shoes and two pairs of boots. And I'm doing the math. Like, what the fuck? And she's like, babe, I need to splurge. And then yesterday we're watching the football game, and she's just on her phone buying on Amazon Prime. And I think I need to – I think your two biggest addictions – let's get serious – <laughs> Shopping in the phone in the bed. This is the funnest intervention I've ever. I been. think if, if she agreed right now to take the phone out of the bed, then I could at least police her on that. Why? But she doesn't think she has a problem. You're talking two hours a day. No, you're so exaggerating. Are we talking six hours a week? I Thank know. you very much. I feel much. like I was looking at the Thank phone for easy. like ten minutes before we got up this morning. There need that's. Like, 10 minutes, sure, I could be doing something else. But, like, I want to wake up slow, and I want to be able to, like, check my email, make sure I'm not missing anything, check my mess. It's just, like, getting stuff done and then, like, a quick scroll. Well, look, we can table this conversation because it's not going to go anywhere, but I think we all know you're just lying to yourself. I think What's good about checking your mail in bed? I get it. I'll watch a little Netflix on my phone. I get it. But I'm not doing the slot machine Rolodex of Facebook and Instagram that you're doing. I deleted Facebook from my phone, so I can still go to the URL and type it's it in. It's still deleted. It's still deleted. Oh, good for so, you. So, but I, what it's done is it's I can go check things, but I, I it's annoying to scroll on my phone, so I just don't do it. I deleted Barstool, the app. I deleted that good off my for phone. You. Yeah, it's just shit. I'm like, why am I but absorbing see, I so think much of other people? What's happened is that you made a decision for yourself that you wanted to like delete all these things and like manage your own phone time. But now you're trying to push that on me, and Ooh. you're saying that I have a problem, even though I think I do a pretty good t- job of managing my time on my phone. I do catch myself sometimes, like after I get home from work, like I'll make dinner and something will be cooking, and I'll turn the TV on and I'll look at my phone, and it'll be you know a half an hour goes by, and I'm like, what am I doing? But that's, I that's catch reasonable. myself and I manage it. All right, well, I'm just calling you out. She's I wanted to curb the whole conversation to call her. Yeah, see the thing, I got to call her out in front of a witness. That's how it works. If this was a loan, she'd be like, fuck you! In front of a witness, she's like, well, I'll give you a pleasant response, and it'll be super <laughs> civil. She's gripping the mic. <laughs> White knuckles. <laughs> and I don't do it at the end of the episode, because then I work my way back to charm. You know what I mean? And then, But this is, it's, it's, I've noted it. I've noted my issues. Now I'm going to you know, slowly spy on her. I'm so going to get a camera set up on her. Theoretically, this is like your cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I come every week. This is it. I... I, I, I list my grievances in front of a neutral party, and she has to smile because she's on camera. And if she doesn't, we go viral <laughs> from her hitting me with a microphone or something. That so what's, like a, a what's a relationship uh, like? Uh, what's, your, what's your world like? Are you, are you looking for a guy long term, or is it are they, they freak you out? I mean, it's L.A. It's got to be a weird mix out there. I don't know. Um, right, boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's It's... I think right now I'm I'm not even ready, and it's it's kind of been blatantly obvious lately. Where it's just like, okay, I can get up and I can leave anytime that I want, and I'm like, 
I really like that. It's freedom. commitment free. I'm so jealous. And yeah, it's I... it, it, it's good and it's bad though. Like it's the good outweighs the bad right now. But like I like the, the thing I'm working on now is I have to make plans. Like I'm really trying now to like make definitive plans. Like when you did that, it was like, like honor your commitments. Exactly. Sort of thing. Where I'm like, well, okay, like uh, I should because I like keeping things open, but. There is such a thing as okay, you're too open. Like, are are you gonna do this or are you gonna do that? You have yeah, to decide. Yeah, and that can Waffle. be hurtful to other people as well because exactly. everybody, uh, like in this day and age, nobody wants to make a commitment and then honor it. People want to keep their options open. That's what it's about. It's really about options. Like, it is. sure, it sounds like fun to go to dinner with you or a bar with you or whatever on Tuesday night, but something else might come up. You exactly. know, exactly. And that's like it. we know that's, that's LA, what it is. I think too, like, that's like the core of it, and it's hurtful. It is. I mean, and I will change. Just take me back. I will. Change. <laughs> <laughs> but you went to New York. So you weren't the same way in New York. I mean, New York's a pretty ghost-friendly town where you just kind of do what you want, meet people where they are. You know, it was inter- I had a boyfriend in New York for like two years, and while you were in school, it was right after we had graduated. Okay, so it was you know, and that was good, but it was it was bad too because like, you know, we wanted different things too. Um, he was a bartender and I worked security overnight. So we never had the issue of like, Oh, you're making too much noise. But I would usually come home right when he was getting up for work. Like it'd be like a, like gay alert. It'd be like a cuddle. Like I'd cuddle him for like an hour and then like he'd wake up and he'd, he'd be gone. I'd be like, Oh, okay. And I, I could literally just sprawl out in the bed. like Starfish. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're not making enough money and then, you know, you're always gone. And for me, I wasn't, like auditioning I was still like trying to figure out like I, I'm a very very cerebral person like I like to figure shit out and then go about doing it but it's really annoying but the thing of it is is it's it's I think that was why we broke up too is because he wanted different things and, and for me I just like keeping things open entirely was it an was it a closed relationship while you were dating oh yeah like i i couldn't do like a, a lot of gay people will have open relationships that i've met yeah because um, no, we just had landon landon on do you know landon he's like he's a landon charles he's a gay comic um he was on and he's married and he's like yeah we just we keep it open and i was like oh, i guess that's the the norm and not to stare for, for me like it was funny because i asked him when we were breaking i'm like well should we try to open and he's like there is no way I would have an open relationship with you. And I was like, yeah, that's probably (laughs) And and it wasn't mean. It was like you, I'm telling you for future reference to don't do that. You should not do that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like I've, I've been ready to kick somebody's ass. (laughs) It's we, we like hooked up from a bar fight. (laughs) It was so weird. Like, we were at this bar. It was called the Blarney Stone. I think it's since closed, right? I know. Wait, is this in Times Square? Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was in a fight a couple years ago there. Tried <laughs> 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 to kick some guys ass. Some fucking gay Mexican. <laughs> I was carried oh, out by no. this man. He hugged me. Dad, is it you? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like the Blarney Stone. Of course. Yeah, it's one of those like shitty touristy bars. But oh, if absolutely. you're working in theater or something, you, you go there Just after. go in there. Yeah. So we would always go in there because they would never card. And, you know what I mean? Like, I remember I would have drinks with, like, firemen there on, like, uh, fucking the 4th of July. And be like, oh, rounds on me. And they're like, yeah, yeah. cops, too. Yeah. Everybody. So, anyways, um, I remember we were kind of sitting there. And I was still in the closet at the time, like, to everybody else. And we're sitting there. And, you know, we're kind of talking. And, and 
all of a sudden, like, we knew Dave, the bartender. Dave just kind of jumps over the table and he grabs this guy and he's tries taking him out. Well, this other asshole walks from walks around the bar, grabs a bottle, and he just starts fucking hitting people. Oh Jeez. my god! It was so weird because I've never seen just random like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. like a stereotype of and an Irish bar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks for nothing. <laughs> so I got up and I, I ran behind the bar. Have you ever like, like, like oh, I got to do something. And then you get there. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. You're looking for a pool yeah. cue or something. He had, like a, he had a bottle of, and I just tackled him. Like, and it wasn't even like a good tackle. It was like. It was like a fucking little league learning to play football, and he just tackled the dummy, and he held it. Like, even when it was on the ground, he's, like, holding it. And it was, I, I tackled him, I held it. It wasn't, like, a bar fight where you think, I was like, oh, my shirt fucking ripped open. It was, it was such sure a... He had young energy, though. Yeah, you know I mean? so I tackled him, and I looked up, and he was like, and, like, he still had the bottle, though. Was and Irish. This is your I don't want to let it go. Your, his, your boyfriend? You well, tackled? no, my boyfriend's at the table. Oh, okay. This other I know this is going to turn yeah. into like a fight makeout. Session I know, right? Like some weird orgy. <laughs> always at the Blarney Stone. That's how he starts. Oh, did you kiss the Blarney Stone? Oh, did you? I kissed it all right. No, kiss Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I tackled him, and we went down, and I was just kind of looking, and he, like, ticked it, fucking hit me with a bottle. <laughs> and I remember it was the, the stupidest little crawl up. And I just hit him, and he—it <laughs> wasn't hard. Like I said, it was just—you hit him like he was a wind chime. Yeah, <laughs> there was nothing manly about this at all. Like, I, and I just—you're probably imagining like, it totally uh. different. <laughs> and he was kind of like, uh, uh, and out of nowhere, a foot flies across my face, and it just stomps this guy, stomps him on the face, and the fu- like the manliness came from the bartender because what had happened was he'd pulled that guy out. I tackled the guy. He came back in. He saw me, and he didn't kick him. He just stomped on his face, <gasps> and it knocked him the fuck out. And he dropped the bottle, and I felt this dude go limp as I was as I was holding like his collar. And I, went, <laughs> and I go, Dave, it's me. Dave, it's me. And he's like, all right, let's get him up. And we picked him up. We carried him out, and there was that tree right by like the steps. And we just laid him by that tree, and he's like, all right, let's go inside. <laughs> And he just fucking laid him and lay him. And he was like, lay him on his side in case he pukes. So laid him on his side. We went back in. And the one thing, though, was nobody saw how much of a pussy I was behind the bar. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, we couldn't see. You were probably good. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't know that I just barely dinged him, like, enough to stun him. And they're like, oh, fuck. What what was that? Did you really hit him with my soul? (laughs) I let him into my soul, and he cried. So, yeah, and then what happened was I was just sitting there, and everybody's like, yeah, Eric, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and even David, the bartender, is like, boy, you're kind of a hero, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, let me buy you one, because you, you, did, you did pop him once. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> like, all right, so fucking had a beer. And that was the catalyst to, like, mind you, it was the perfect date, because, like, he was at the table, and he's like, that was so hot. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. That's all I needed. That's and you're not even I at needed. a gay bar. He feels so yeah. bad. So how did he know you? He could. He still had good enough gaydar to know that. Uh, again, by the way, you were holding again, your victim. That's, that's why it mystifies me that you, it, it's not sure if somebody was hitting on you because it was very clear that I was like, so how are you? Yeah. And but that's like, the thing. Guys always like, think 
other guys are hitting on them or other girls are hitting on them. I think, I think genetically it's ingrained in us to procreate. So we just think everyone's potential game. And that's the problem we have with women when they're like, what the fuck? I wasn't hitting on you. And it's like, well, you hold the door open for me. I think it's weird. Like I, I don't know any, I don't know any tells of, of, a of a woman, but like a lot of my friends, like my best friends are women. And I'm like, and they'll be like, oh, I really like this guy. And I'm like, oh. And I never think to ask, like, well, how have you let him know that you like him? Like, oh, there's just, like, we, we like talk and we flirt. And I'm like, does he know that you like him? And she's like, yeah. And I'm I like, I think what? women, no. like, it's more of a slow build. Is I think it? another generalization. I think that women prefer to be chased. Right. So like they'll give very, very subtle signals and they would rather like have like a slow build of talking and flirting. And it's subtle to like to initiate the chase. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Especially with my friend because she was like, yeah, I like I really want him to ask me out. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like then, yeah, you're you're making all the right moves. Like I'm looking (laughs) at my playbook. I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, did you look at him? Like, okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The guy's like. But the thing that Tush doesn't realize is she's top of the food chain attractive. So yes. she doesn't know what it's like to be a seven where you don't know if this guy's into you or he might have a better option. Like those, those chicks, there, there, there was a girl on stage the other night who was talking about how like guys buy her drinks only after midnight. And it's like that, that's a type of girl that guys aren't going to buy drinks for till after midnight because they're waiting. They're, they're, it's fucking shallow and horrible. It's the and that's last just, call. It's the last call. Or it's see, like, Tasha's looking at me dumbfounded. She has no idea this exists. Oh, no. You're, but I still think that those girls like don't want to be like completely overt. Like, I don't know. No, and some of them are. Yeah, but you're right. You still need to. That's a thing. You need to be, play sort of hard to get, but also let the guy know, all right, you're going to chase me now. But, like, I'll let you – I'm not going to run too fast, but I'm going to run a little bit. And it's like, you got to know how fast that guy is and run 1% slower. I just thought of Pocahontas for some reason. That's <laughs> how gay I am all the fucking time. Disney I can't movies. shut it off. <laughs> you know, I'm trying one, to think of a, a Pocahontas song. What's the, 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 what's the paint wings with one? with all the colors of the wings. Can you sing? You can sing, right? Oh, God, no. By the way, this is our bonding moment. Our official bonding moment was last week. Uh, Eric was showing me YouTube videos of Shakespeare in the park and i was like i think i'm gay now i think i'm i think i gotta suck his dick i think that's how he shows me a youtube I, video i bit him in a parking lot <laughs> they were good videos it was nice it was nice i i enjoy theater in in that whole world um which is why i could totally move back to new york and just like be like this rich old man who watches theater and and you know whatever but you're an actual like scholar of that you know what you know you know your shit like you were like teaching me shit you know really yeah you're like look oh. at this guy you were showing me uh, different actors and, and what they were doing and, and then you were reciting Shakespeare it was, I was like oh holy God, shit this, right? because on stage <laughs> on stage you're just a you're a bro and then and then the audience finds out you're gay like it's not part of your identity and that's why I hate to ask these questions like well when did you come in because it's like you're, you're, you're so much more evolved than that being your identity but it's also part of your yeah. life it's, it's a tricky it's a tricky situation like even with um the only fun I've been having with it lately is, like, I will, like, if I have a long set, I'll reveal it, like, in the middle of the set. Because then, like, like I've had, like, other comic friends tell me, like, I like it when you reveal it in the middle because it's, like... It's, like, know, a little bit of a shock and it changes people's, like, perception and interpretation of all your jokes, absolutely. too. Absolutely. So, that, that's, like, the fun thing. Because, especially, like, with, with comics, um, 
and this is going to turn into a stroke fest for just a second. Like, there was one night at Fourth Wall where... Stroke I mean, away. Let me turn your mic yeah. up. Let me get this. Turn you up a little bit. Quiet, everybody. Quiet on set. <laughs> you put your head out the window. Shut the fuck up. Buy your rounds at Blarney Stone after this one. <laughs> so, uh, the Fourth Wall, I host every Tuesday, and uh, Dave comes in, and... It, it's great because, like, you have comics that you you like to watch because they're good. He's one of them. So be proud Aww. of that, that you have. Good job, B. Tasha's like, I disagree, but <laughs> I respect your opinion. Let's <laughs> <laughs> lower his mic. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, though, you and, – and you never blame the crowd. You never blame the crowd. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Until you got to blame the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this crowd was just dog shit. I mean, because oh, no. I, I remember, like, I, I gave them, I call it the Rob Banks curse, where, like, because I've seen would do this, where an audience wasn't really just, they were just kind of on their Are phones. they mostly comics, or are they, like, audience, audience? Oh, it's, it's mostly comics. Comics, okay. some fresh comics, so they're almost like an audience. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like, they're not like. A bunch of seasoned pros. You can still get sneak some laughs in, and yeah. treat. You can treat. This is the best place where you can treat the crowd like an audience. I think because there is an accountability to like watch the show. Yeah. So I gave him the. I always call it the Rob Banks treatment, where it's like I tell him, "I go well. That's it for me. Just remember, you guys have to go up too." <laughs> and it's like, "Good luck. How do you think you'll do?" <laughs> and like they're like, uh, "It's like yeah, motherfuckers." So, anyways. Um, Dave goes up, and people are, like, on their phones, and it, it's just, it, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was just a particularly bad, bad it was group bad. of people. It was on the Maybe bad. it was a full moon or something. I, I don't know it's what always it was. The, it's always the same amount of people in the room. This is the interesting thing with energy. It's always the same amount of people in the room. The lights are on the same way. The mic's the same. It's always the same. Eric's a hilarious comic. But, like, even when you hosted, you're like, okay. And you did your bits, and you're like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. That was at the start like, of the show, and that was a blast. <laughs> I was like, Jesus And I get Christ. mad watching that, being like, fuck this, because there's a 20-year-old bro in the front who's like, it's his third time doing stand-up, and he's not laughing. It's like, you fucking learned oh, yeah, something from one of us. He's so over it for <laughs> three times. <laughs> you just see that, and you go, not on my years, watch. Dude, not on my watch. So, anyways, Dave comes up with, with energy. <laughs> It just it blows one because I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot what a good comic looks like because I've been subjected to all of this shit like in this last hour, and he's doing great. Fucking, I'm laughing in the back. I'm like, how is none of this fucking hitting that? And I'm looking, and people are still like fucking. They're like looking down at a dirty floor, and I'm like, I think I started hitting the, the wall, fuck? and that got. I think I, I like. I think I got sort of on the. Is it gonna get violent stage? Of, he startled I, the room because I just drove up from Hollywood Improv, where I had to watch all these comics. Some of them did well, but they were performing in front of the Booker, and and I and, and I sat through, and I didn't get called, and I've done comedy for a long enough time. Where, like, you know, new comics, there's, there's these new shitty comics, I mean, some really bad comics that were getting on stage in front of Levity Live Bookers, which is the largest booking company in the world. And we're lucky enough to get there. And then I drive up to this place and I don't have these. And I was like, now, now bitches, this is going to work. And it was, <laughs> it was so funny because he was, he was doing 
two like juggling acts. One of them was he was working those jokes out, and they were they were great fucking jokes, and you could see him like discovering in it. But then every once in a while, he would touch in with how shitty the audience was, <laughs> and he would have a fresh zinger <laughs> on how fucking awful the audience was. And then he would go right back into his stuff, and then he'd go right back. Yep, still shitty. And then he'd be like, I don't care that he's up because I'm gonna make these work. And yeah, that was it fun. was it was all of the energy of a great fucking set, like legitimately. When when he got off the stage, I was like, it made me think of a story I heard Bill Burr. Like he was in a little coffee shop, and they said they'd seen him at the forum. This comic said they'd seen him at the forum, and he'd seen him in this coffee shop. It was a fluke craziness, and he said you couldn't tell a difference. He said because he had just as much energy in that coffee shop as he did in the forum. And like I said, it was the first time I'd ever seen that where I was like, okay, it is us. Like, <laughs> like it, you, you noticed it was a shitty audience, but it didn't affect the temperance, your cadence. It, it, it everything was still there. It was still yeah. present. Like anybody could have walked in and been like, oh, this guy's good. It's just, they're, they're new. Well, I appreciate that. I don't. That's yeah. That's not a hundred. I'm not. I don't bat a thousand with that. <laughs> it, that. Well, and that's the thing of like, I don't. You know, not denigrating anybody's talent, but I'm saying I. That was like the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah, it's probably a learned skill and a honed skill, and until you're in that situation enough and far enough along that you learn how to manage it, I don't know. I'm I sure was looking at. Tricky. I was talking to you, Tosh, yesterday, watching the football game. You were ordering sweaters on Amazon. On your phone, and um, and I was like, I was, I was doing that thing where I was like explaining why I'm not farther along with where I want to be in my career. And uh, for those who listen, they're like, we get it. But it's like I'm not afraid to talk about it. But she, she Tasha had the bachelorette party, and um, she had some friends, um, and and they go, oh, she told me she was like, yeah, my friends want to see see you perform, and I get this a ton, and I go, I got nothing. I got a show at a brewery. I got a few things here, but I'm like, I don't even have the shows. I'm proud enough. To bring people to, but I was like, there's something, and I'm not saying my act is a diamond, but I'm in the fucking coal. You know what I mean? I'm 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 deep down there with the with the shit, and you are too. Where it's like, I think I think this like fucking whatever it is that's carving out our act, whatever it is that like we're part of the creative vibe, not to make it all artsy, but we're part of this thing together, and 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 it's like what whatever it is, it wouldn't be honed in front of perfect rooms every night. Exactly, and and that's such a part of the process too. And I, it, it is like, I remember the first time we did like a real show, and how successful it was after three years of just open mic. Do you remember the oyster? Yeah, I got the goosebumps house? thinking about it. Yeah. I remember we would the, the old sound that. system was so bad. Oh, it sounded would, like a Burger King broken speaker. <laughs> so you'd have to just yell. Like the dry thirsty. Yeah, but they have fixed it, but it's it's an oyster house in the valley with just like wet rug smell. Ba- basement and rug smell. It, it was it was a place where you went to bomb. Like legit I, I never did well there. I did well there like maybe twice. And for two years consistently you would just go every Wednesday. And I remember I would just sit there and go, Why the fuck? do I do this? Like, and I just remember shaking my head. It's like, you'd hear mumblings of like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, and it is a, it is, it's not what people think of LA to be, which is a liberal town. It's that part of LA. That's yeah. I mean, it's like a fucking angry redneck kind of homophobe. It was, it was such an awful fucking spot, but two years in the trenches of that. And then you do a show and you're just, 
you are are leaps and bounds. You're ready, yeah. and that's the thing of it, is it's just like, you know, I've, I've had some good opportunities lately, and I've noticed I'm like, oh, okay, like this this feels good. Like I, I this isn't as tricky as I thought it would be, but I know it's because like, oh, I remember doing that bar show, and it's trying to get them to turn around. Here they're all fucking facing you. It's like here they yeah. they don't have their yeah. phones on, so it's shitty, but. The years in the trenches of doing it really do build you up for what you need, and that's yeah. Any, I think any new comic would do well in front of an Irvine improv crowd. Yeah, you get a few jokes off. I feel like good crowds teach you how to swing a punch, and these bad crowds literally teach you how to end somebody. And I, I sound, I'll listen to this ten years from now and be like, oh, "What the fuck was I talking we about?" Both, but will. we start we to both. learn. <laughs> we start to learn that that like. Left, right, cro- combo, we fucking just nail. And that's what you learn when you have the crowd going. Yep. Like when I get the crowd going, describing those teenage boys, I'm talking about their nipples and their fucking, how their dick look and all this shit. And it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not letting you decide if this is funny or not. <laughs> like I'm going to, th- that's, whereas two years ago I would have been like, set up punchline, set up yep. punchline, tag, tag. This it is was like, great. And mind you, this was a, I, I saw you do this in a living room show. And it was it was just this like here's the premise boom 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 and then check in with the audience boom 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 it was like yeah this is fucking great and it set up all the comics after him because then what was great was right after Dave was done I was like okay bring up the next fucking comic right away because instead of having exactly, like that filler yeah. time and and because that, that's what you learn as a host is it's like if if Dave fucking takes the room apart then you bring up the next comic you it's it's almost like you are there the least amount of time yeah it's when like a newer comic goes up and you know they're figuring it out they're they got booked on the show you want them to develop and then you're like okay let me try to win them back just a little bit i've talked about this i've talked about it on on another podcast but it's it's worth repeating david tell was the greatest guy i've ever seen do that where i saw a comic just tank and I was like, fuck, it was so bad. <laughs> and then Dave was hosting the show, and he went up, and he was like, sir, you're a doctor. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. And, I mean, he did probably two minutes that just had everybody yeah. roaring. And then he's like, all right, you guys ready for more show? And everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. And then he brought up the next comic, and it was like, that that to me is like what a good solid comic can do. You but know? this is what's like this is what's getting fun for me about stand up is that that second half of the show, oh. y- you, you, it's you hosting me, Maddie, um, uh, Brenna uh, Cooney, and then Joe Manente murders, and it's like the passing around the fun. And, and there was and there was a couple other guys that were like twenty three that were doing had some really fun jokes, and it's like oh, passing around the fun and like everyone kind of helping each other out like that's what we don't get enough of but we see glimpses of when we go oh i've done this now i've pushed it over half a decade both of us have and it's like okay we're starting to get to that place where we're starting to see like the 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 group like like we're starting to see what our class is yeah because everyone looks backwards at their class and they go oh i came up with so and so and so and so. no you came up with ten thousand people but that's the people that like you came up with exactly. that's the ones that passed the others and and that that's probably the most fun is like when you look at that lineup and i'm like okay not to be a shithead but you're like i gotta work till about here yeah <laughs> and then you're like the, yeah then i can just enjoy the show because i i i don't like hosting like because you don't it's different when you're hosting because 
like for me, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna do like really, really raunchy material like I like to. I'm, you know, you got to keep it light. And a couple you gotta, old yeah, people exactly. in the audience, it's some like, really okay. old, yeah, some really old people in the audience yeah. that night. And honestly, like they're they're the later comics, you know, they're gonna do it. So it's it's just cool too because you have so much respect for like like comics like that, like Dave. It's like okay, like you know where you know his bit, but then you're watching the audience because they don't. That was the and first like, okay. sort like semi show that I actually got to work that out because I've only really? worked it out at that mic. Yeah, I don't think I've I've really worked it out anywhere else. But um, the funny part to me was you had a great you know job. You know, obviously opening up a living room show. It's one thing to host at a comedy club. They play a five minute clip of comics laughing. The uh, sound guy brings you up. The crowd's hype. You literally walk into a living room and go, "All right, let's start the show." And you, but what's funny to me is that you had your great set, and then somewhere in the middle of the show. In the, in the kitchen area, the little green room area, you, you were just, like, yelling. You were, like, talking shit in, to yourself. Like, what were you mad about? Do you even remember? One guy took the stage. You're like, fuck this guy. What the fuck? I was like, oh. <laughs> did he, was, it, what's, is, was there some ongoing thing? You know or? what it was? was, <laughs> I was <laughs> you heard that, huh? I did. You were, like, in the, in the dark area in the kitchen. I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen I'm you always, upset I'm before. I'm in the kitchen. Um it was it was the MC or it was the it was the guy running the music yeah because it was too fucking loud and he would just like I'd be like all right you're next barracuda you're like can you fucking wait just I thought he like fucked your man or something and I was like well and like it gets real like there's nothing that bothers me more in in like a show and it's the theater shit because like. A miscue <laughs> or like a fucking like anything out of where I'll like look like if I see people talking in the like what really pisses me off at fourth wall is like when somebody walks in in the middle of somebody's set and they're like, hey, so do I pay you the five dollars or do it? And I'm like, there's somebody fucking working, man. Do you mind? Yeah, it's like do it in between. But I love that. That's what you were upset about. Cause I had, I had no idea until I just asked you. Oh, I was like, they, fuck, they must have had mad. some beef. He must have said something about you. Oh no! Like, no I, just, yeah, you just, I, his I don't sound give a shit about that. It's, it's the sanctity. It's the, it's the theater fag, and I'm telling you, it's the sanctity of the show. Where the it's just like, fag. dude, turn the fucking music down and don't turn it. You know what your cue will be? You'll know it is yeah. when I'm like, please welcome Dave Neal. Then you can fucking blare the music all you want to. It's and just he's, like, just, he's just on a laptop pressing play on a YouTube video. And that's all and it is. The best part is that you're just alone in the dark. Like, Man, fuck this guy. It wasn't like your ego was letting other people know you were mad. You That was your internal rage at oh, your theater so fact. It was just spilling over. I was like, you fucking idiot what are you doing like i've had that before where i'm on stage and the sounds off and i'm battling at the whole set but i'm just putting on a, a smile because i'm opening for someone and i it's a you know some shows you can't shit on the room like they're like no swearing blah 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 mm-hmm. and all this stuff and i was like welcome to stage and i and i and i gave it to him and the audience had that pop of laughter and as soon as i was off the mic i'm literally walking you were at the show i was at the ice house years ago i'm literally walking off and it was a heckler i, I couldn't deal with they wouldn't let me fucking do anything about it yeah. i just had to take it and i walked off the stage being like hey, fuck this guy and i'm just like smiling fuck you and the audience is 300 people all cheering for the next comic and they had no idea you just and go to the like, park and look for their car <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i walked sucker. straight outside and i was man fuck like you know and i was like i didn't take the time to absorb whatever but it, it's, it's, it means it, it means something to us it, you know it, what i mean it, it, it does that's like it's not too to much me, to ask. That, that's what what really pissed me off was it was just like dude Dude, let me do the sound it's, next time, okay? It's let not me. that fucking hard, man. Like, why are you blaring music 
when I'm trying to say the comic's fucking name. <laughs> Bro, if I if this was my issue, if I came home to Tasha and I was like, the fucking music was wrong, uh, they wouldn't. She'd be like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> That's why I'm single, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm single. And it's also why you're the best looking people in the room. I'm losing hair. Yeah, you're a good looking dude. You're a good looking dude. I'm fucking like, yeah, like, I, I would get so angry. Like, the big shit doesn't bother me. Like, it, it's it's the little shit that yeah. like fucking like. And, and is it you know something it was? else though? It, was it something else, or was that literally it? it that, that's all it was. Because it, it wasn't like you were having a bad set. It wasn't like I any feel of like that. I get mad about that sort of stuff too. Like manners, like general, oh, you know, God. like being conscientious of other people and your impact on other people really irritates me. That's why I get mad at like other drivers who oh, are yeah. just like idiots or like don't use their turn signal or like can't wait one second and have to pull out in front of you. And and that's the thing of is it the show. It's like, look, this is a great lineup. The second half lineup is a fucking murderer's row. It's ours to lose. Like, yeah. don't I, I know it's a living room show, but automatically, like, listen, like, you can do a lot of fucking awesome shit in a living room show. It's like, a, you, so don't fucking make this a living room show. Make this a show. Like, it should be a, a funny, like... Oh, it's it's a living room show, but it's really actually funny. Like they get some really good comics, and yeah. they do. Like that's that's one thing I've loved about the living room show is it's just like I've seen comics come into that. You know, Jeremiah Watkins. I've seen uh, uh, you know Rob Gleason. I've seen good comics come through there, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's a living room. It's a living room, of course, but it's a good fucking show too. So, and, and a lot of it too is like the the theater training and shit like that. They beat into us theater etiquette. Like it was, it was insane how fucking mean they were about it. Like, really? In our in our conservatory, if you missed a day, you were allowed one day. If you missed another day, you were down a letter grade automatically. And then if you missed three days, you were um, asked to leave. Well, it's a unit. It's a functioning unit. So everyone, yeah. everyone's required to they pull taught their own you, Yeah, they taught you how to be a theater company. It's just like, well, guess what? Like, Because we had somebody, their grandpa died, and they had to come back next year because they wanted to go to the funeral. And, you know, they were strict about it. They were saying, listen, uh, I know you like your class, but your class needs you, especially like now, because we're going to be doing a showcase. We're going to be doing work, and we were getting into like our Eugene O'Neill it was like, look, we know your grandpa died, but we're doing O'Neill here. Yeah. Use <laughs> his deck like, on oh, stage. <laughs> like, yeah, and it was just like, fuck. But I so remember, you must, oh, sorry, you must be really. I mean, what's your vibe on like these uh, Trump supporters protesting at the at the shows? Did you see that last week that the cast had uh, was it like Lion King or the cat the cats or something? No, it was Frozen. <laughs> oh, Frozen. I think. Did you see and that? They, they had a, do, they had like, yanked the banner out away from that guy. Did you see that? Oh, really? No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got on brought video. their like Trump banner. They hold a Make America Great banner in front of the cast as they're taking their curtain call, and they in some was some frozen cast member was like, "Nope," and just rips it out. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like theater, like theater's a good like microcosm of like, okay, maybe the world's crazy, maybe there's chaos and war and all these things, but can we not have a fucking place? And with stand up, it's like, can we not have a place where we're not on our phones? Yeah, yeah a place a that's place sacred. Like they make the announcement at the beginning of every show, every Broadway show, turn your freaking phone off, and yep. still inevitably someone's phone rings during the performance. And if, if you if you had your phone on, like. Nobody ever did. It's just such a, an impossible thing. Like, 
one one person did and they left and that counted as their absence. Like they fucked themselves over. Because they had to go take a phone exactly. call? Exactly. And it was like, and they go, take the absence. Jeez. And the guy was like, fuck. And like, I mean, literally, be- you thought I was mad in that kitchen. You should see this guy. <laughs> Fucking, there's a picture of Richard Burton right there, and he's just beating the fuck out of it. Like, what Richard do to you? <laughs> he's like, fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. my mom called me. Well, you were overdrafted in your bank. I fucking know I live in New York City. Gotcha. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. Well, I'm well we do people. get a lot of, um, I think we do take a lot of our aggression out towards the art, but there is a, there is a frustration when... Um, You've got you've got the Trader Joe's employee, for the Cosby actor, right? You've got you got dudes who went viral for having to just have a job. He had to have a job. Cosby got taken off the air. He wasn't getting his residuals. It's he, you need a job. Uh, it's nice to see the shame being lifted from like the fact that performers need side jobs. I have I, my side job every day. People go, oh, what do you do? What brought you here? Oh, I work in stand. Oh, you're trying to make it. You're trying to you're trying to be a thing. It's like a fucking and they mean well. And it's some lady from Florida, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I hope you make it. And it's like. Not with that fucking energy you're throwing on exactly me, Barbara. Make it. It's like what is <laughs> what is it? Yeah, like we just and 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 then and then like at the fourth wall we had a we had a show we had a mic that was like me, Maddie Shimbor, you and a, and like Madeline and a couple other people and everyone fucking murdered and I was like this this could have been any two hour show on the road anywhere in the U S. Yep. Anywhere you could have thrown in any English speaking country and we would have given the audience their money's worth. But we also have to drive Uber and this and have a moving company and all these things until you hit that place where it's paid for and people don't realize that no it and it it does it conditions you for the act of actually doing it like you know where you're like ah fuck like i'm I'm really tired and you're like wait i'm here to do stand-up like i could be jeff ross said like the worst day at a regular or the best day at a regular job it's still nothing compared to like the worst day in stand-up. It's, yeah. it's just still so much fucking better. I mean, yeah. at least that's, that's how I feel about it. Exactly. The hardest part for me is I'll go do my side gig 10 a.m. to 7 or 8 p.m. I'll drive from the west side up to the valley. I'll go do the mic. I'll get in at 10, 15. And then I'm happy because I've rewarded my day. But also, every day I do that, I neglect my relationship. That's the biggest issue. I'm okay with how... You know, there there will be a time when we cash in the the rewards of all the effort. Like they said, like I don't know if it was Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart charges 50, like fifty grand a tweet, and he's like, "Well, I built my Twitter following by myself. I'm yep. not going to let a comedy club just tell me to tweet." Like there's certain things that when you see like athletes get that fuck you money, it's like, well, they spent years grinding and crying and bleeding for that. Exactly. And when they are you know striking, they've got to make make do for when they're not hot. Yeah, you know what I mean because it, it doesn't yeah. last forever. The shelf life is you know, the the saddest thing I remember in New York. I'd be having my lunch, and I'd be eating a sandwich at Juilliard, just like looking at how much nicer their facilities were. And I remember laughing. Lincoln Center. You would, yeah, yeah. You you'd see the ballerinas, and they'd like everybody would be walking kind of like this, and the ballerinas would just be like like, <laughs> like they were like being pulled on a sliding. Screen. Like yeah, like yeah. little yeah. ducks. Exactly. And I was <laughs> just like, wow, they are so elegant, like all the time. And then I saw like one in her thirties, and oh no, somebody was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's the teacher." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like you forget how's how like we think our shelf life is short. I was like, at yeah. the SAG uh, SAG office in New York, and the, on the bulletin board, I was just like looking for whatever, just killing time, no job, you know, just unemployed. 
at the old union, and on the bulletin board, there was a support group for injured dancers. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, you yes, stub a toe. You really don't come back from those injuries. You're never the same. Tasha no. was a dancer. Yeah, I Sla- was. Snapped your hamstring. Uh, well, that was after I developed tendonitis. Finished your mm. routine. I developed tendonitis in my Achilles, and that's when I quit points. And then, yeah, a few years later, I was still doing, like, other dance, but not ballet. Cincinnati Company um, or whatever. What was it? Cincinnati Ballet. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I was, you know, just dancing, like, at high school. I was the captain of my dance team, and we had show choir, and that was, like, my theater. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a she solo, got, and I completely a... fucked my hamstring. I completely you fucked my hamstring. You talking about show choir was your theater fag moment. Yeah. <laughs> she just got, she's like, I can finally so happy. <laughs> I actually, I feel like I was, like, dreaming about it last night. I was dreaming about lifts. But anyway, um, we're all closet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I completely, I tore my hamstring, like 70% tear Ooh. high hammy How right under you, my butt. Uh, it's become a revolving, a recurring theme, revolving theme that, uh, I'm trying to pull what Tasha's next creative outlet will be. But the way you, j- your face changed three shades of colors <laughs> talking about show choir and, and dance. Like, you don't have that outlet right now. No, I don't. It's interesting. Like, as you become an adult, like, when you're a kid, I mean, I guess your parents are paying for your lessons, but they're also, in general, I think, like, more affordable. When you're an adult, like, living in L.A., you pay $25 a class to go Mm. to some dance class, and you're, I don't know. My friend, Sammy, has asked me to come with her a couple times. Go! No, it's scary. I don't want to show up and be the new girl in a dance. Oh, now I know what you need to do. I'm going to talk to Sammy, and you're going to do it. We pay. We pay more than that to study stand up. You know what I mean? We pay uh, collectively a good amount over the course of a. Well, I think you need. I'm just saying. I I I I saw your energy change. You got all excited talking about show choir. I saw that too. I. I miss show choir. You got like you you like lost your like pretty girl smile. I truthfully was. You went full Hogwarts. (laughs) I truthfully was dreaming about it last night. I dreamt that we like went to China for a show and I stole a hat. And then I like had to pay some lady. This was actually we were in New York. We had left China. But I had only Chinese money in my thing. And she like wouldn't take my Chinese dollars for me to like buy her off. Because you're fucking wanted in China. Like they don't forget that shit. (laughs) Even her simple. I was like I'm going to go to prison in China. Even her simple dreams turn into some heist. I'm, I'm afraid to even dream about stealing yeah, a child. Like, Tasha wakes up once a week screaming. That's not and true. I'm like, that what hasn't the happened fuck? in ages. And it's either a spider is on her, or which is a, it's always a spider. That's what she thinks she's being attacked by a spider. Or like, yeah, you're you're like always some villain in some heist movie. I'm not a villain. Have you, well, seen, the Chinese have you, you seen Arachnophobia? No, fuck no. I'll never okay. watch that. I can't I was, watch anything. I was scary. watching that. During a grinder hookup, like you know, you just put something on. It's like, all right, directophobia. And so, I'm like making my move and whatnot, and I literally see that fucking spider jump, and I'm like, <laughs> and I, it was the fucking gayest I've ever been in like ten years. I was like, oh my god, I like. I like did like the fucking both hands on my <laughs> pearl necklace that wasn't like, <laughs> and they were like, "You all right?" And it was like a guy that was wearing glitter is like, "You all right, man?" I'm like, "I don't, yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry." <laughs> There's something about spiders. Ugh, That's like, a Jeff Daniels, and the and the, le- the female lead is my aunt's um, best friend, Harley, whatever. Oh, really? Is. Yeah, she's like a novelist now. She she oh does that. Gosh. Yeah. 
the old arachnophobia. That was it. Was it 80s or 90s? I think that was early 90s. When you born? Late 80s. I was 85. Oh yeah, I'm 85. Wait, did we go over this? When's your uh, which what's your birth month? I won't, I won't uh, make you give you your birth. No, it's October. Oh, Libra. So you're coming Libra. up on 33. Yeah, I'm May. I'm so I've got a little age on you. But you're so we got it. Yeah, we're at we're at an hour, so we got to go in a few minutes. Well, because we'll, you touch, you have to go, right? Yeah, I have work. What do you got going on? You got a busy day? You're gonna go? No, I'm gonna probably make my way to WeHo somehow. Or oh, I can t- I can take you over to WeHo. Answer some of these messages. Yeah, we got 30 units in this building. I'm sure someone will fuck you. We got that. Any cute girls? We had a cute girl living here. What are you talking about? Sorry, I completely spaced. This is why we don't I know. Let you use your I phone. I know. I was just taking the time because I have to she go. She went away. from a dancer. So yeah, let, right, what do we? What have we gone over? Stand ups hard. Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna dance. <laughs> yeah, Tasha's a dancer again. Take the class. It's just a class with Sammy. Maybe she could like give you a private. She's a teacher too. She could give you like a private whatever to get you ready. I okay, think that listen, sounds so lame. Listen for the for all of our listeners, Tasha's Instagrams at Tasha Corny. I think you should leave a comment if you think you want to see her start taking a dance class because I think it's good for your health. It's good for your creative outlet. It's good for me because it's like less you at home waiting for me to come home and more of you doing your thing. Which I'm not trying to make you sound like a damsel. I'm, <laughs> this is this is boyfriend like 101. You let your hair out the window when he just climbs up. Rapunzel's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got the keys. <laughs> oh, Tasha forgets the keys. She's she's a mess. We need to tie him to you. But yeah, I think it's a good idea for you. It's all about supporting the other person. But I didn't. I don't know what to do for her. That's you know what. That's why like I just to cap on on relationships. It's like okay, even dates like grinder dates like a date date. I'm like they go well. When are you usually free? And I'm like I I don't fucking know. I'm yeah. Like, because. If I can get a set in, I will. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. And it, it's, it's about no priorities. way to live, though. It's just like, well, shit, like, I'm not ready for a, a relationship because I'm like, well, am I that selfish because I I, I want to get better at this and I, I actually in a position where I need to go over shit because, like, I'm doing more shows now? Or am I would I be selfish if I got into a relationship and I was like, Wait here while I go do this. Yeah, and then I come back. And so if you I'm, don't, I'm, if you don't need it, then I always tell people I'm not. I never try to force people. Like, oh, you gotta. I'm not one of those like married couples. Like you gotta try this or wait till you have kids. It's like no, like we're good. We're doing our thing. But like, yeah, when you're ready, your body will know, and you'll have some time, and you'll have some stability. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm I'm lucky. We've made it through five years because wow, that's, fuck. It's just not easy, man. It's just like. Oh, would I wish? Would I wish I didn't have the forty hours a week of side gigs? Because Tasha is one of her biggest th- things that I have a, the hardest time giving her is quality time. Now I give her to her like yesterday. We spent the whole day together. There's certain we do we do get a certain amount, but it's just not on a per hour basis. You can't just say eight hours a week, which honestly was probably more than a lot of relationships when you think about it. People come home from their nine to five. That's there's no quality time when you're just like living your life, but it's it's hard. Because, like, Tasha yesterday, and I didn't even respond to this because it was an absurd th- thing you said, but you, you said you think I have Peter Pan syndrome, and you've always said you think I'm stringing you along. It's what like, was that about? Nothing. You just brought it up. <laughs> she brings up, and I go, you know what? I'm going to wait. Because it's like, I don't know. And look, not, you know, I mean, Eric, you don't even know me that well, but, like, does this look like a guy who's, like, really trying to stall, like, the clock here? It's like, you really think I would spend... All this time and energy with you. Oh my god, exhausted. So my bags under my eyes. Like you think I started getting grays on the right side, just the right side, which is 
the side you kind of put your phone next to, you're probably just slowly killing my soul. <laughs> so full of but it's shit. like, what about me is Peter Pan syndrome? And then you go, oh, all my uh, girlfriends are married now. We got to go to a friend's wedding in a few weeks. And it's like, Jesus Christ, because I've been dating her longer than some of these people. But it's like, aside from that ring on the finger, I've got a better track record than these assholes do. You know what I mean? I got a better track record. Well, that that's why I like, for me, it's like, I, I talk to my ex on, you know, Every once in a while, like he'll text me something funny, and I'll I'll look. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that we were together. I'm like, man, that seems like another life. And I'm like, he and he was right. Like I I could not give him what he needed at that time. And it was like, look, I I can't go out. I can't do this. I'm sorry. I I can't do it. And yeah. it's just like, well then I can't do this. And it was like, well fuck. And you, and you get upset about. It. You're just like, well fuck. Then what what is all of this for? What is all of this shit? But, you know, now, like, he's happy. He's like, I think he's with, like, an Air Force guy. Like, ooh. And I was like, fuck. And I was, like, literally, he's like, well, I don't want you to meet him. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I'm over there all bitter and shit. Like, you know, and I've got nothing to be bitter. Like, the, the what I've invested my time in is, is you know, I've seen fruits so of it. Yeah. You've invested so much of your time. Exactly. There is so much there. Like, the, like, you've got way more than a foundation for your dream home built. Mm-hmm. When you look, when you look at the time you've spent and the money you're going to make because you're you're going to run your own business with built on uh, you know, the fibers of your existence. There's nothing fake. You know what I mean? It's yep. you. But but they don't they don't get to see that. And the, there's yeah, no Instagram photo of of what you've built yeah. on the inside. There's no skill set that they're like, oh well, he's got forty percent equity and he's, like, he's telling me he's like, yeah, we have a house now and he's in the Air Force and I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then I'm like. <laughs> uh. When are we going to war? I'm just kidding. Like, no laughter on his end. Like, oh, okay. like, oh, no, away. I'd love to meet him. Like, <laughs> then you just get yourself more trouble. But no, that's that's always the thing of it. It's like, okay, so what makes me selfish? Is it not participating in it, or you know, participating and then not being able to to fully do that? Because it just goes to show you, so many fucking things have to go right. Yeah. Like yeah. It, and and people that leave stand up, not everybody leaves stand up because they don't make it. It's you know, one what is it? You know, the other thing too is it's like, you know, if you meet somebody you fall in love and they fucking they I'll, I'll tell you the craziest fucking story, okay? So, a friend of mine was really good friends. Okay, so I got to I got to meet him. Um fuck, I don't even know if I should tell. But anyways, here's what happened. I probably shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> Can um, we believe it? His name? Hey, he's a scumbag. <laughs> uh, well, hang on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, I'm pretty sure that's all allegedly. So here's here's what was interesting. Though. Well, I'll just say a director. If you can bleep it, maybe bleep it. I don't know. Uh, so this famous director. At one minute and six seconds, sure. Or one hour and six minutes, I can. Okay. Gotta um, remember you that. said it a few times. 66. Twice. <laughs> Spielberg. What? Uh, okay, famous director. <laughs> so we're we're at the uh, Fiesta Cantina, right? And we're sitting there, and, and we're at the bar. And what's interesting is all of these guys flock to him. And it was so sad because you can tell that they, they just use him. I, I recognize that right away. And I said, can I buy you a drink? I go, you've literally bought everything since when I know you. Can you? Can I buy you a drink? And he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. 
I was like, all right, cool. And so I, I called the bartender over, and they had had some kind of relationship. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm moving to – and he was moving out of state. And this director told me, he's like, why are you moving? And he goes, oh, well, me and his boyfriend, we're, we're going to get married and we're going to move to this place. And he's like, there's, like, no gay people there. And he's like, I know, but his family's out there, and I, I love him. And this director just could not fathom that idea. He's like, why would you want that? <laughs> and he's like, because he makes me happy. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. And just the the, the sadness, you could just feel it wash over. Because him. he didn't have... so bad. And I'm like, and I looked at him, I'm like, dude... You you've made some incredible films. I'm like, why? You have nothing to scoff at. And he's like, No, no, I, I know. I'm uh, and I'm happy with it. He's like, Yeah, he he was one of the good ones though. He was. And I was like, Okay. And I went to the bathroom. And when I came back, he was gone. And the uh, the bartender's like, Oh, hey, he left. Uh, two two guys came and picked him up. Um. But he paid for like three drinks for you. <laughs> so, and and I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. And he's like, yeah. He goes, he's he's a good guy in heart. He's a he's got a big heart, is what the bartender told me. And I was like, huh, okay. But I never forgot that. Cause but he has that power where he doesn't need to rely on what just a relationship and it's no. just a cycle of. And and the interesting thing is like everybody wanted something from him, and he knew it. And like for me, I'm like. What the fuck? Like the only reason he liked me is because I I got invited to a party, and they didn't know that much about his films and whatnot. They liked him, you know. They, they really were genuine friends with him. Anyways, he had this huge picture of Fellini, and I was talking to my friend about Fellini, and he wandered in like Michael Keaton in Batman. And he was like, "Oh, because I bought it in Japan." Like he was telling me, he's like, "Oh yeah, Fellini. Let me show you something else." And he was showing me all this different memorabilia he had from great directors. And I'll never forget, like we were talking and he was showing me stills of the movies he had done and how things were complicated and how he, he created this effect. And I'll never forget this like 19, 20 year old just walks in and he's like, and he said his name and he's like, I can't find it. And I just seen this director go fucking like, I'm in the middle of talking to somebody. <laughs> And the guy just looked at me, and he's like, oh. And it was so fucking rude. And I was like, uh. And he's like, all right, well, you need to go away. And the <laughs> guy, like, walked out. But to to pedophile, I I will say that I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, I've already bleeped him out. He's, okay. he's bleeped. <laughs> it's not Spielberg either. Right? <laughs> um but what's what's fascinating was how many people fucking used that guy. Yeah. And how it changed. Like, he was so on guard with everybody. And it was like, I don't think to this day, like, you can ever be fully happy with that. So, yeah, like, we're in a place where th- no, one can, no one can use us for much. And, and, yeah. it's, and, and then it's also, it's like, it's also, I think we're well-liked because no one can resent us for what we have. Mm-hmm. We're just in that sweet spot where you can enjoy, and actually, I mean, aside from the financial aspect, you can enjoy where you are, which is like in the trenches, doing your thing, but also creating and this and that. 
Yeah, I don't know if I look. I mean, they always say it's like lonely on top. So it's like I don't know if I like would you really enjoy that too much. But yeah. if my friends are up there with me, that's that's and, a different and that's, story. That's the thing of it too is like you know what what cracks me up is is the the loneliness element. But then I look at like the work they've done and and what we are aspiring to. Like we can turn something down and it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. But when you start headlining, you got to start worrying about your draw. You got to start worrying about okay. Uh, this place isn't sold out yet. What do we got to do to sell this place out yet? Okay, uh, and as it's like, like more pressures, yeah. more money, more problems. Exactly. <laughs> Said it best from Tasha from Kentucky. More money, more problems. I was gonna say that's the <laughs> button right there. I guess that's the episode title. More money, more problems. <laughs> Uh, we got to get out of here. We're uh, we're over an hour, dude. Thanks so much for doing the podcast. Thank you guys. It's w- wonderful meeting you for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I know. It's great. And Dave, I, you're hilarious. Uh, so thanks, thanks for having me over, man. I much prefer having repeat guests on. So come back anytime for sure, buddy. And uh, we got to do some road gigs together too. That would be kicking. Fuck, ass. man. That I would be great. It, man. I uh, I can't wait. I was uh, I, just, I, I just wish you could like do college shows and not. Like, I wish we could both audition, like, me, you, and, like, another guy, and each do, like, 20, 30 minutes each, and just, like, travel to these colleges. Oh, God, yeah. They don't let you do that. They have to... Anyway, they anyway, only that's, look, yes, I'm already you. doing, a, you know, post-podcast rants, but um, <laughs> this was, what was this, 302? I don't know. Boy, wow. we're getting there, folks. Thanks so much for everyone listening. If anyone has any questions, we actually didn't do it. Tasha and I, we need to do a solo one where we read some some uh emails people have written in uh write in your questions comments concerns love we love affirmations so always lead with that they, they write in and they go i just want to tell you i think you're great and it's like well i feel like i asked for that one but i appreciate it sex actually podcast at gmail.com where can people find you what's your insta- uh, twi- uh, instagram Twitter? that has links to everything else so sweet we're gonna post this episode this afternoon so i'll, I'll post a photo of uh, we'll take a quick photo I know Tasha's got to get out of here at Tasha Courtney Instagram. People can go find it there. Yeah. Um, if if no one hasn't checked it out, I, I built a podcast website, sexactuallypodcast.com. So you can go check it there. Best thing people can do right now for the podcast, because we're being looked at by iTunes for a feature. Best thing you can do, get on your Twitter. I don't care if you have nine followers. Go to my Twitter, at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z, and go find the tweets that promote this with the hashtag, with the at Apple podcast username. The more retweets we get and they get their eyeballs on, the more they can see how badass we are. Because we got, hey, 300 plus hours of good content on here. And it's guests like you, Eric, that are fucking awesome. So everyone go check out his stuff. If he's performing in your town, go support him. Uh, And again, it's been so good to get to know you. You too, buddy. Both of you. (laughs) And uh, we're only breaking the surface. Tasha can take dance classes and then we'll report back. Right? You agree? Dance classes and no cell phone in bed. Agree? I I don't know. More money, more problems. That's the episode, everyone. (laughs) Bye. 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 Well, that was it. Number 302 with Tasha Courtney, Eric Rocha, and myself, Dave Neal. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to share it with a friend. You can um, subscribe on iTunes, on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, write a review, leave a rating, five stars if you must. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that's how you can help us out. Uh, during the episode, Eric mentioned um, a stand-up set that we both had where I was like, I had to kind of sort of turn on the audience because they fucking sucked. And it was one of those, like, end of the day, Tuesday evening, 
type of you know sets where you just sometimes you just gotta revive them. It's not always Friday night date night stand up. Sometimes it's a bunch of apathy in the room. The energy sucks, and you gotta lean into it and uh, twist the knife a little bit. So I'll share that um, set with you. It's it's just garbage. It's five minutes. The audio is no good. So if you can't listen to it, if it's unbearable, don't worry about it. But if you wanna some uh, context to the conversation we had. I'll post that set. And literally the only person laughing throughout half the set was Eric in the back of the room. And, uh, but dude, sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to share your art, even if it's not a finished product. So here's a sketch, uh, unfinished, uh, portrait, if you will, of a bit that I've been working on where, uh, Tasha was hit on by a couple 15 year old bros. Um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Hey, Neil, everybody. I haven't been doing much stand-up. I've been happy. Things have been going well. So I, uh, It's weird that I believe each and every one of you is a nice person, but collectively, like, fuck all of us right now. Holy shit! What? This is like a weird Final Destination spinoff where we're all going to have a car run us over afterwards for not supporting each other. I was laughing at everyone's jokes, but nobody knows I, uh, Ryan's like, no, no worries here. We're all pursuing our goal. Let's all put money together. We could have put $85 together and gone next door and gotten some other pie. And but no, this is totally fine. We'll just do this. I'll, I'm going to be that dad who, like, just scolds his kids, but he's kind of nice about it. He's like, really, Johnny, is this what you want? You want to smoke cigarettes? I'll shove them up your asshole, Johnny. Shove cigarettes up your ass. Um, yeah, man, millennials suck, right? We're fucking. It's such a weird. I'm a millennial. I don't. This is not millennial. This is old. We try to come up with a new term called like zennial or something for old millennials. That's how bad we don't want to be associated with young pieces of shit. Old people are shitty too. We're all pretty bad. Um, I'm in a relationship now, and uh, just to sum it up, I, I'll just tell you this is how it's going. Uh, five years in my relationship, my girlfriend still has me saved in her phone book as Dave Comedian, the comedian's in quotation marks. <laughs> so that sums up that, right? So she's a, here's the thing she's a good looking girl, and um, I'm codependent, so I always put other people's needs ahead of my own, and it's, uh, it's torture. Like, this is my first world problem it's torture. I, because uh, other dudes hit on her constantly. She's Beautiful, why wouldn't they? They're hitting on her. Even gay guys are trying to fuck my chick. You know what I mean? Like they're all trying to get with her. And I have, and I'm, this is the best. Like she's seen every move and story I have. I've got nothing to offer her. Um, and I'm, I'm her, you know, Instagram boyfriend. I take photos of her. And the better photos I take, the more random dudes jack off to her online. And that's your best case scenario is like buckets of cum is because of a good sunset shot of her in a bikini. Um, that's it. That's what my job is. That's because I um, like to quantify, you know, it's like one thing like, oh, 1,200 guys liked your photo, but it's like, that's like yards of dick. That's a lot. It's a big, like, I, I just wish you could, like, buy some stat online that's like, just like, you know, like, the, you know the guy who carries the, like, the buckets of water from the well? It's just like, me carrying cum. I did this. I brought you cum. I, um, hey, folks, good. This is going great. I, uh, spent all night at the Hollywood Improv open mic watching other people go, I don't know what else I want to talk about, and I'm so glad to come here, spend the money, and have this. This is going well. Thank you. Um, good. Applause break. <laughs> Not to mention how dirty is my by the time I fuck this shit!
right? Uh, cool, LA, we love it. Um, so anyway, the point of that story is that I, uh, my, my girlfriend and I went on vacation, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna commit to the bit, fuckers, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna commit to the bit I don't wanna do, because I like it, and I don't believe in you people. Um, <laughs> My, uh, I'm leaning into it. My, so we went to Lake Tahoe, and I, my job at the lake is to take a photo of my chick jumping off of a cliff, like some sort of ravine thing into the water. And like five years in, I'm kind of like slip and fall, like I'm trying to, you know, whatever. But I'm, she's far away, and I just got this new Canon. Je- uh, see, she's up next. It's a nice camera, and uh, it's got like four, four K video, super optical zoom. So I'm a hundred yards away from her in the water with my like gluten belly because she gave up gluten. And in a relationship, if your woman gives up, you eat the biscuit. That's what I've done for five years. I eat the biscuits. There looks okay with the shirt on. Trust me, it's not a good situation. I'm 33. I can't burn it off. I'm in the water trying to take a video of her, but she, Tasha, gets nervous. And she I don't want to jump. So what happens? Two 15-year-old bros come up to help her. And it's like, what the fuck? I'm 100 yards away in crystal clear video watching my chick get helped by two post-pubescent bros. Like, when you're 15, there's two types of 15-year-old dudes. There's one or the other. You either got a big dick or you don't. I can see these guys, the helmet on their cock through their billabongs. They had just come out of the water. Their hair sweat. They had tiny hard nipples and rock hard abs. It's like, I'm trying to fuck these guys at this point. I'm watching it all on my camera. And she's like, I can't do it. They're like, just leave. Finally, she leaps, and they're like, good job, Tasha. I'm like, how the fuck do you know her name? No big deal. <laughs> the problem with a 15-year-old post-pubescent boy is no one's taught these guys about society. They're like that tiger that's, like, melting off to its mom, and no one slapped the shit out of it. So it's my job to slap the shit out of these 15-year-old bros and eat... Okay, so we dry off, and then they go in the other direction, and I'm like, all right, it's over. I didn't have to deal with them. Well, we go to walk by, and one of the guys goes to my lady. He goes, um... Good job out there. He's just trying to like make up conversation. I know exactly what I've been there. I know what he's doing. Good job out there. She goes, thanks. And he goes, uh, what color are your eyes? Oh and without God. even flinching, I go, they're green. And I walk her away and grab her eyes. So, like, that's how you do it. All right, that's it. Bye. And if you're still listening, I don't know why, but you are, I'm going to play for you um, that same bit, but a few nights later at a better audience. This is uh, at the living room show that I had. Again, the, the audio is not great. It's from my iPhone, but I like to save these and listen to them and see what works and what didn't. So this is with a little bit better of an audience, uh, a couple heckles here and there, but um, you know, a little more fun, a little more energetic, and um, that's why we work them out at the shitty rooms, so that when we have a good room, we're prepared. And we can have some fun. Here you go, folks. I've been here all night. I've been here almost as long as the black mold in Joe's bathroom. Did this microphone look like the one they used in Hurricane Florence when just like shit's hitting him nonstop? And he's like, the wind's picking up. And bricks hitting it. They're just like holding. There's a guy walking his dog behind him. Hey, folks, how are you? Uh, from Rhode Island, it's uh, it's good to be here, but I'm, I love being from a traditional part of the country. New England's very traditional. I went home to visit my family, and right off the plane, some guy goes, nice skinny jeans, queer. <laughs> I was like, Dad, we're late for church. <laughs> Homophobia, folks? Can we talk about it? Dad's homophobic. I don't know. He hugs me in a homophobic way. Like, my dad loves me, but he hugs me, and he pets me without bending his fingers. <laughs> I'm not even gay, and I've given him homophobic arthritis. It's like, Dad, can you just love me? It's like, he doesn't want to catch it from me. One straight guy hugging another straight guy equals gay. That's Catholic algebra. 
It's that same rigor mortis that you, you ever have a fireman come to your like class in fourth grade and teach you that like if like if like the doorknob's hot and there's steam coming out, there's a gay guy fucking next door. You didn't have you didn't have that Rhode Island fireman who's burning wood. I got stands over there plowing Dante. No. Okay, folks. Uh, yeah, homo- we just, yeah I, I don't get mad at homophobic people because it's just something that's passed down and it's fear and you gotta like, you know, fuck them. And um, the, we, we grew up with like homophobic games we used to play. We had a game we played in economics class in high school called How Much Money Would It Take to Blow a Guy? <laughs> Every guy here has played the game and maybe one lady's played the game. Right, we played that game. We have like a friend negotiate the price. He'd be like, Dave, for 200 bucks, would you blow Tony? <laughs> You'd be like, no. He's like, I'll throw in a Toyota Super Mint condition. <laughs> and if you flinch, he goes, fag. That's how it works. <laughs> I don't know. Like, LA's above homophobia, apparently. They don't... I don't know. Grew up, I grew up with some alcoholic family. This is true. My name's Dave. I have two younger brothers. Their names are Jack and Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Big age difference, right? 33, uh, Jack's 14, Jameson's 30, uh, uh, 18, or whatever the fuck, I don't even know their ages anymore. My mom was 41 when she gave birth to Jack. She was seven months pregnant when her water broke on a hike. She had to deliver Jack on the rocks. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been dating my girlfriend for five years and there's only one way to sum up my relationship it's going great, it's fine, whatever, she wouldn't come tonight but <laughs> she has me saved in her phone book as Dave Comedian but the comedian's in quotation marks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's the way it goes and, and here's the thing, I'm, da- I'm, I'm dating I'm with a woman of my dreams and she's she's out of my league um you know, she's just, she's just, uh, like, 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 if I post a photo of myself, 20 likes. If I post a photo of her and me, 60 likes. She's not my better half, she's my better two-thirds. <laughs> I'm her Instagram boyfriend. She basically, I'm just her photographer that sometimes has sex with her. That's how it works at this point. You guys have Instagram boyfriends? Like, but here's, like, my job's, basically, the sexier photos I take of her, the more strangers beat off to her online. That's how it works. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus is right. Yeah, he's, he too has waxed it to her. Um, she got all these strangers that follow her online. So if I don't take her photos, like the next guy will. She posted a photo once, like laying down on a beach, and you could see the dude's toes in the photo. I was like, I'm taking all your photos from now on. I don't need to know who that is. I don't know. So it's my job to take her photos. And uh, here's the problem: like every comic that uh, we all have different like forms of cutting. We all hate ourselves. Whatever. My form of cutting is reading the comments other dudes leave on her Instagram photos. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do it. She posts a bikini photo. Some guy goes, I would drag my balls through shards of glass just to hear you fart through a walkie-talkie. <laughs> and it's finally good to meet in person. Hello, sir. <laughs> Uncle Joe. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So the relationship, it's, it's, it's rocky at best, but I take her photos, whatever. But here's the problem. Like, I'm jealous. I, I'm codependent, right? So I put other people's needs ahead of my own. It's horrible. I read the book Codependent No More. I couldn't put it down. Okay, folks? Like, just gripping it. Um, so, so, um, 
So, yeah, thank you. It's a slow one. We just one at a time. But, um, <laughs> how'd you live room set go? I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, also I'm ADD. I'm like, what does that say? Codependent. Uh, so, so, so I got to take her photo. We went, to, we went to Lake Tahoe. I had to take a photo of her. It was easy. She was going to jump off a rock. I'm by the shore taking the photo. I got a new camera, super long zoom lens. It's going to be fantastic. She swims up to the rock. I'm ready to take the photo. Two 15-year-old boys swim up to the rock. And I'm just watching it going, this is going to fucking suck. <laughs> There's two types of 15-year-old boys I've discovered. Prepubescent and postpubescent. <laughs> These were postpubescent 15-year-olds. I was scared out of my mind of them. The only pre was the cum. They had some pre-cum. They had... And here's the problem. It's like, I'm trying to take a photo of her, but I'm, I'm video... I'm 100 yards away. I can't yell at her or whatever. These guys look gorgeous. I've got... Like, my girlfriend's been gluten-free. So for five years of dating, I've been the biscuit orphanage just right here. Just taking in whatever she doesn't want with my codependency. Like, I don't throw that away. It's wasteful. So I just got this thing happening, and I gotta watch these two bros with long hair get out of... A, and, and I'm like, she's gonna leave me for the fucking teenagers over here and they have their their hair's wet and the water is flowing down this sort of endless river between their giant chests yeah i'm not gay at all right? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna blow these dudes i know i'm not gay at all this, this is my coming out of the closet moment the, the doorknob's hot if you will and then hung, okay so they've got big chests small but like leadership style nipples you know what i mean You'd like just like stand out attention nipples you take direction from. These were Boy Scouts we're talking about. And then the water just flew and just hit every ab on the way down like a whitewater rapid rafter just going for it. And then, and I mean, I got 4K video, folks. I'll, I'll show you the video after. I'm getting all of it right now. And I'm just, I'm just jealous of them and my whole thing. She, and then, so the water's pooling down and as it gets to their billabong shorts with the, you know, it just shrink wraps their dick. You can see the so uncircumcised, you get the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, they have this young dick energy that I just don't even remember having. I'm 33, I can still get a boner, but I've got like passive aggressive dick energy at this point. Where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll turn it on, but it's gonna take a minute. Let me prime the circus, whatever. They've got like that dick energy that it's like the gas station inflatable, like you turn it on, it's like, let's do it, bitch! Like, ready to go. So they're hitting on her, and she's like, she's oblivious to it. Like, like she's trying to jump, but she gets nervous. So they start coaching her. They're like, you can do it, Tasha. I'm like, how do you know her fucking name? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And here's the problem with these kids is I wasn't there to be the older lion that slaps the shit out of them. They were just lion cubs trying to talk. They didn't know. There was this hierarchy thing. They didn't know what was going on. And I was just mad that I couldn't. I was like, just jump. Like, finally, she jumps. And then the whole beach cheers. She made a whole scene out of it. We dry off. They leave. But it's Lake Tahoe, the beach is skinny, you gotta walk by. So we had to walk by them, and I'm like, I gotta fucking end this on a better note. You know what I mean? So like, we walk by them, and then the one dude says to her, he says, oh, good job out there. And then she says, thanks. And without even looking at me, he goes, what color are your eyes? And I had that like alpha lion moment where I just grabbed her by the lower back, and I go, they're fucking green, and I pass aggressively walked away. <laughs> And I'm sure they're not telling the story about me, so I think they won. All right, that's my time. Thanks, bye. <laughs>